Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. And it is NBA Finals time. It is NBA Finals time. I have a really hot take about the NBA Finals to start oh, out. Already? Yeah, right away. Right okay. out of the gate. Let's you ready? Let's hear this hot take. It's tied one game to one and everyone is injured. That's just, yeah, that's just <laughs> the reality. Everyone except Brooke Lopez is injured somehow. <laughs> Brooke Lopez, yeah, but he's not on any of these teams. Oh no, that's right. Shoot, I don't, who's like Marc Gasol? Marc Gasol, there we go. <laughs> Could have been either one, really. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're both large and occasionally shoot three-pointers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Durant is out. DeMarcus Cousins is getting over an injury. He's Uh, playing very well for someone with (laughs) with an injury (laughs) like he has. His game two performance was shockingly good. He was quite good in it. Shockingly good. I mean, he's a... Probably one of the best centers in the NBA. Yeah, but... If not the best. Super well, no, hurt. he's behind AD, but... Came back from an Achilles, fucked up his quad, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to run people over. Mm. It's what he does. It's always been his thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Clay Thompson is hurt. Uh, Kawhi is reportedly battling injuries. Um, Steph is perpetually playing injured. Yeah. Well, he's got those... He's got bad ankles, which are always bothering him, so... Yeah. yeah. And I think he was, like, sick during game two, which, to me, it's like... I don't know. Every time the Warriors think they're going to lose, somehow a story goes out. Oh, Steph is playing with the flu or he's sick. He doesn't feel good. It's always something that's like, <laughs> oh, my God, just take an L if you're going to take an L. <laughs> Why would you? Like, you can't just accept it. Like, it's OK to lose. It's OK. to Totally yeah. fine. Totally yeah. fine. Highlight all, and all of a sudden, as soon as the Warriors came back in the third quarter of game two, it was like you didn't hear it damn thing about Steph. No, no, he's feeling... Steph is feeling great out there. (laughs) He's gotten over the pneumonia that was plaguing him in the first quarter. (laughs) He beat shingles. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) It's incredible. What an athlete. What a competitor. What a competitor. Yeah. uh, It's a great series. It really is. Is Honestly, the fact that everybody is hurt makes it more fun because now you have no idea what the hell is going to happen. I really, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We're about to play game three Mm -hmm. three in Oakland. Yeah, game three is going to start a little bit after we finish recording this. And um, yeah, like I I honestly don't know who's going to win this game or this series regardless of who wins this game. Like I've seen a lot of people talk about um, if the Warriors win, it's over, basically. Like... Uh, and I don't think that's true. No, I mean, shoot, they went up three one and lost the title. That's true. They did do <laughs> they that. Like you can't just say that it's over. We have to have confirmation that KD is coming back at some point. And okay, if that's the case, and they win today without him, then I'll say okay, it might be a little over. Yeah, but I kind of I wonder I wonder if KD is just like sitting around waiting to see if the Warriors go down three one so that he can come back and try and do the comeback. No, that would be perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he wanted. I think he wanted them to lose a little bit when he was gone so he could come back and say, <laughs> see, I'm important before he leaves for New York. Kevin Durant is the best. Also, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> if I leave you with anything, listen to these words. Kevin Durant is better than every one of you at basketball. <laughs> and I never liked you. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs>
we spent an entire podcast on Kevin Durant two weeks ago. <laughs> it's that true. We, that we released today. Yeah, literally, this, this came out this afternoon. Literally, like three hours ago. First yeah. time I've ever done that. Well, you know, it's the lost episode. This is our emergency podcast to follow that one up with our reactions. Um, yeah, our emergency podcast that just happens to be on the day we always record at the time we always record. <laughs> Oh man, yeah no. Um, it's this has been a fun series though. Like it's been competitive. Um, like the Raptors won Game One relatively handily, but not without like fighting for it a little bit. And they are leaning a little hard on Fred Van Vliet for anyone's that's liking. Yeah, like, that actually scares me how much they yeah. rely on uh, Van Vliet yeah. and his perimeter shooting. Yeah, well, because, I don't know, the only other guy out there who's really a legitimate perimeter threat is uh, Kawhi. And you need more, like, you got to have more than one guy to win a title. Like Lowry you, will shoot the three, but he's just not that great at it. No, he's not. He's really more of a, uh, well, actually, this is this is kind of an interesting parallel. He's more of like a, um, oh my god, I just lost a name again. Uh, he's more like the guys from the Clippers whose names are getting away from me because they always Patrick Beverly and um the other guy um Lou Williams yeah Lou Williams as well he's a straight up sharpshooter I thought that's well I always he might that that may well be true and um he's probably better at going to the rack though yeah and they're also but they're both also excellent mid-range 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 players and um the way they took two games off the Warriors was mostly by leaning into that mid-range set, by um, yeah. getting those contested fall-away two-pointers that they make consistently. And that's what Lowry kind of brings to the table at the, on the most consistent basis is those mid, is mid-range twos and going to the rack, right? Like, yeah. more so than, like, being a threat from beyond the arc. And so, I don't know, maybe there's something there. Like, maybe there's something exploitable if you have those players to force that collapse in the middle and open something up for a guy like uh, Van Vliet to get open three-pointers or yeah. Kawhi to get open three-pointers. So, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if you rely on the three to beat the Warriors, it's going to be hard. The yeah. Rockets tried that two years in a row. Yeah. And they got close once, and the second time they were It was, they it were was much less yeah, close. It was, also, it doesn't, it doesn't help them at all that um, James Harden was effectively basically taking himself out of every offensive uh, every offensive play that w- that Chris Paul was running. So if Chris Paul was running the offense on a possession, uh, James Harden was generally behind them the whole time. Yeah, just like standing there waiting for a kick out or something. Yeah. He's really, not participating in the he offense. He wasn't doing that last yeah. year. So he's doing it this year and him and Chris Paul hit each other, which is funny to me. It's really kind of entertaining. Because they, <laughs> they have those State Farm commercials where they kind of like, don't like each other because of comedic, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, oh, it's real now. They actually <laughs> hate each other. <laughs> These commercials make perfect sense now. It's too bad they make them live in that house together. Yeah, why Why does Chris Paul <laughs> and James Harden live in a house and Oscar from The Office is always there? <laughs> what, a, what a great sitcom that I would totally watch. Now I guess I could just watch it as a reality show. Two men and an insurance agent. Each other. <laughs> Two men and an insurance agent. Um, actually, yeah, I would absolutely watch this. Bravo, get on that shit. I want to see uh, you stuff uh, Chris Paul and James Harden in a house together. Absolutely. Yeah. The, I can only see this going well. <laughs> the real combo guards of Houston. <laugh> <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's... 
This this NBA Finals has is shaping up to be a lot more fun than I would have ever given it credit for personally. Um, because my assumption, if everyone's going in at full strength, is the Warriors are going to do the Warriors thing and just find a way to steamroll everybody somewhere. And yeah. they sort of did that to a degree in Game 2, when they because like in the four, third quarter they ripped off that 18-0 run, which yeah. is just a, it's just a thing that they always seem to have in their back pocket. But Yeah, I, I saw a lot of that, though, was um, the, the Raptors leaned hard on Van Fleet in uh, the second half, and he just... He just wasn't coming up. Mm. Like he was, he was getting open corner threes and was just bricking, 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 bricking mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. And it was just like, yeah, dude, because he's fucking Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> he's the backup point guard. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he he's doing well for you, but you shouldn't lean on it. It's like when Eric Gordon would get hot on the Rockets. Yeah, and it's like you can't lean on this Eric Gordon shit, dude. You gotta get you gotta get CP3 and James Harden in <laughs> on this. You got to get him involved. Yeah. It's like having a coach sitting there like, what we got to do is get the ball to Gerald Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> For what purpose? <laughs> We've got to run the ball through Andrew Wiggins at all times. <laughs> Seems like a bad plan. <laughs> Poor Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. yeah, so they're back in uh they're back in Golden State tonight. Is this so do you remember as the NBA Finals are they sticking with the two three two format, or have they gone to the two two one 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 for the final? Yeah, they're two two one one one. I believe. Yeah, because for a while they would do the rest of the playoffs and the two two one one one, and then the finals and the two three two. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I don't know if they're doing that. Yeah, I don't. I, I think they've check. gone to the two two one one one, but I'm not actually two two one 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 makes so much more sense, mm-hmm. especially for basketball. I hate. I hate two three. I hate two three two. I don't know. It makes sense for baseball in the World Series because that's how every baseball series works is that it's multiple games in a location. Like doing one game and traveling is just never how the sport is designed, you know. So but for every everyone else, like it's there's always a travel travel day involved somewhere, you know. Yeah. You're on a home stance for like what what's the what's the longest home stand in the NBA? Like six games, tops, if that. Uh God, I don't even know if that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mostly three or four. Yeah. I'd say. Like, you're home for a couple and then you go back out because on the road. You, they limited back to back so much uh, mm-hmm. starting, what, two years ago that, like, your homestands aren't very long at all. Yeah. In time wise, actual days, like, you'll be home for a decent amount of time. But, like, uh, game wise, I think you'll play, like, three games, four games in a row, tops. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah maybe back uh, when they were doing back-to-backs heavy. Yeah, you'd get some five, six-game homestands. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't. I actually thought uh, limiting back-to-backs was a really good move because there's no reason to fatigue players in a long season like that. It's just it's not worth it, and it creates those moments of like somebody's trying to go to a game to see a player, but they need a rest day because you're not trying to burn out your stars. So suddenly, instead of watching like I don't know. Let's take the Warriors, for example. Instead of watching Steph, Clay, and Durant all play against, you know, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, you're, none of those guys are in the game because yeah. nobody gives a shit about this game right now because they just played four games yeah, in five they days. They went into overtime last yeah. night. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to play any of the stars. So It's like Clay and Sean Livingston. Yeah. yeah, here's a guy named Michael Adams. <laughs> Have you heard of him? No? Well, that's too bad. <laughs> He's our 14th guy. Yeah, and it's like with older teams like who have stars, you know, like if if you see 
a LeBron, a 33-year-old LeBron James play one night, he's definitely not playing the back-to-back very much. Like, he'll probably oh, hell 20 no. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, Tim Duncan near the end of his run, like, holy shit. If he, No back-to-backs for Tim Duncan. He will not play that shit. No, they just, he just didn't go out he got for got zero him. minutes. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, Tim days. Duncan's got the day off. Like. Dirk? You ain't seeing Dirk in a back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky to see him in the one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to the first one? God, I hope so. Yeah. It's crazy how his pasta tendons can hold up that whole body <laughs> so like him getting anything like more than like maybe five minutes in a back-to-back just to get himself warm is yeah it's yeah. good enough yeah five minutes of burn just so he gets gets a little work in and yeah. like other than that it's like Bert, just put your warm-ups on and like eat this hamburger <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would murder to on see like a, a, like an all star just like sitting on the bench like eating a hot dog. Like, yeah, I'm not going in. Well, I've seen that very thing uh, in the NFL. I don't know if it. I don't know if you could consider Mark Sanchez an all star, <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen Mark Sanchez eat a hot dog on the sideline. Well, like Marshawn Lynch used to eat Skittles while he was sitting on the bench, yeah, right? Yeah. Why can't you? They do it in baseball all the time. Those guys make a billion fucking dollars. <laughs> Let him eat. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have a guy like, like one of the stadium vendors walking through the dugout like, I got cotton candy. <laughs> Why aren't players allowed to eat? In baseball, they eat all the time. They eat full meals. And if you don't, I mean, if you actually want to do eat a sandwich and, a, and you're a baseball player who isn't playing this game or you're like you're a bullpen guy, you go into the clubhouse. Yeah. No one sees you. They're like, you go stand in the hallway. I mean, the Boston Red Sox had this whole thing where like, they got in trouble because too many players were going to the back and eating fried chicken. <laughs> like they were okay with like it happening every once in a while, <laughs> but they were like, "Oh, it's too many players are eating fried chicken today and playing Madden." It was a really, there was a, I think like the 2011 season where they had that big collapse. Oh yeah, 2011, 2012, one of those things. Uh, Whichever one, the year later, they sent in Bobby Valentine to, quote-unquote, clean things up, and he just tanked the whole thing. Because <laughs> Bobby Valentine's a terrible manager. Where were we talking about again? The NBA Finals. That's right. <laughs> we got all the way to Bobby Valentine. <laughs> this is how we do things around here. This is what we call limited notes in our podcast today. You're all familiar. You'll yeah. work with us. Last, last time, we, we, we talked about Ben Carson for 10 minutes. I had to edit it out. <laughs> Today I got to Bobby Valentine from the NBA Finals. We call this free association. <laughs> I'm just saying words at this point. <laughs> um, well, Siak- so Siakam's been good this finals, but I don't... Incredible. Yeah. Has he been that good? Because I wasn't under the impression he's been, like, incredible level. I feel like he's been very solid. And given the... Because, extre- um... Some some guy who is apparently the big the big man for the Warriors is out now, um, and his name because I forget everybody's name all the time um, is getting away from me. But he's out with a cartilage injury in his chest, which means they really don't have a quality big to put out there, and nobody to match up with Siakam. Looney uh, is out. Yeah, Looney is out. Looney's done for the series. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's yeah, that's his name. Uh, Mike or Fred or Steve. Javon. Javon Looney? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you Maybe go. Maybe Kevon. Kevon. No, you're right. Kevon Looney. Um, but yeah, he's uh he's done. Um, so there's just no there's no matchup for Siakam. Which, if you took the Warriors, that's a big problem because you gotta like you gotta find a way to stop somebody in the post, mm-hmm. and you can't. I don't know. 
Draymond Green is a phenomenal defender, and he can body up a guy in the post, but you don't want him to be your primary dude on the biggest guy on the other guy's roster every single time down the court. Like, that's not going to work out for you in the long run. And plus, you have Little Big Gasol. That's true. He's still, like, I saw Little Big Gasol back down Boogie a few times. And, I mean, Boogie's injured, but he's still Boogie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so, I mean, they've got their hands full with those two bigs. Uh, Gasol's a good, really good player. Yeah. Like, really good player. Like, he was on a those uh, boring ass Grizzlies teams for yeah. years, but he was an important anchor because he was their whole offensive centerpiece. Yeah. Um, which again, on a team that prioritized offense about fifth on things they were doing, mm-hmm. not that impressive, but still, like he was the whole idea. Is you give the ball to Mark Gasol in the high post, and that's what your offense runs through. Yeah. You know. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies back then were like the equivalent of like. A pitching and defense baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, oh my god, you're so boring, San Francisco Giants. <laughs> you just keep winning, though. <laughs> I love you, Giants. Uh, you keep <laughs> getting mad at me for Dragon Bay Area sports, and then you do it yourself. I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It, just, it makes sense to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. I don't get mad at you. I just refute the things you're saying aggressively <laughs> with anger <laughs> i guess that okay i'll be i get mad <laughs> so but siakam's getting a lot of attention i mean um mostly because he's like the new star mm-hmm. on the scene like uh yeah he's uh, developed into an extremely high quality player um there's he does a lot of things very well. I don't I don't know enough about his metrics to know if he's a great shooter or not, but he's phenomenal at getting to the rim. He's an excellent defender. Um, yeah. And I think he has a decent mid-range game, although, again, like I haven't looked at his shot charts, and I don't know his shooting percentages super he, well. He's, he's an incredibly productive big Yeah. Um, from like an advanced metric standpoint. He's just yeah. very, very solid. He was actually the most valuable player on the Raptors in the regular season this year. I'll buy that, yeah. Yeah. Because he he's a very high-percentage shooter. The most RPM wins and the most warp. Well, he's a, he's a huge. He's a great rebounder. And he's a high percentage shooter. Um, like he makes more shots than he misses. Yeah. Um, which is always a nice thing to have around. Um, yeah. I think Kawhi had the higher rates, but at the end of the day, Siakam had the most actual value. Yeah, he's just a higher efficiency player. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I buy that. I yeah. absolutely buy that. Um, I don't know. Kawhi does a lot of excellent things for your team. And I also probably think Kawhi does things that don't show up in metrics in that his perimeter defense obviously has an effect in ways that don't show up in a stat sheet. Yeah. Like there's a slowdown in um, perimeter offense that happens when you're playing against a Kawhi Leonard that can't, I don't think can be fully encompassed by the metrics that exist currently. Um, and I don't know how you put together like something that's as complete in order to encompass that, but I don't know. You're getting, you're smiling like you have an answer for this. Oh no, I'm looking at something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's, Patrick's just on Twitter. Like I'm, I got opinions. No, I'm really, just, you know. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening to you. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, mostly like Kawhi. Like I said, like Siakam had a higher value, but Kawhi had higher rates. I think that, I think that what he does is measured in advanced metrics. They're just. Yeah, it, when they when they take the little things, they they bring that out. Yeah. And uh, I think by no means do I think he was the Siakam was a better player than Kawhi. Right. He just happened to be the most productive. Yeah. 
So sidebar too, um, one of the things I'm always interested with um, advanced metrics is a question of how holistic they really are in terms of full production, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that gets especially interesting when talking about team sports like basketball, hockey, and football. In baseball, since everything is a bit more isolated, I think it's probably a bit easier to um, boil down an individual uh, individual player to a number, but... Um, it's probably less easy to do in more active ongoing play in uh like with with basketball with uh soccer with uh hockey you know yeah uh, i think certain metric systems are better at it than others i think rpm is better at taking things that happen off ball that like generally you don't see in vorp mm-hmm. um because well, rpm's theoretically trying to cr- Take the initial idea of a plus-minus system, which yes. is just the points, net points while you're on the court, and create a better idea of what that really looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it and it like and it also looks at it takes box score and like stuff off of the box score, so it's like it tries to be the most full version of those, and I think it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's like player impact rating, which is super new to the game uh they're trying to factor it they're trying to do what rpm does and then factor in luck which <laughs> that's a nice idea but until you get it stable then <laughs> i can't actually use it right i can i can reference it just for my own like just to look at it but really right now in its current state it's a google docs spreadsheet that a dude does yeah which I mean, is good for that dude but like i mean that's I how all that sh- that's how all that shit starts though too is like you just have bill james in a basement punching in numbers you know? Yeah. And then Fangraphs did their version of War, which is, like, incredible. <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just, like, a statistical achievement, Fangraphs War. If you're a baseball fan, you, you go buy Fangraphs War. Like, not go buy it, because you can't purchase it, but go buy it. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> so, secondary sidebar, now that we're way off topic. We're always going to be off yeah. topic today. Yeah. Um, so, you remember we did that piece a uh, while, like, we did that bit a while back on um, the article the dude on ESPN was doing about players Mike Trout has passed in a career war. Ooh, did he pass more dudes? Yeah, he passed three more dudes. Um, Shit. He passed uh, Robbie Alomar Jr., he passed Ernie Banks. Wow, he uh, passed Ernie Banks. <laughs> yeah, and he passed a third guy, but and whose name I don't remember. But the third guy is the guy I want to talk about because when they were bringing this dude up, the guy writing this article was basically like Bill James said this guy was like one of the best left fielders of all time. I don't know why he played in 1914. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who? Wait, what? I forget, I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, he's just like uh, I'm looking at a. I'm literally looking at the all time list right now, and I'm like, okay, where's Mike Trout? Okay, I gotta find Mike Trout, and I gotta see who he just passed. No, I don't want to become a member, Fangraphs. I know I just told everyone <laughs> to buy you, but a guy said go buy you, as in use you in their world and stuff. Yeah, like I don't really. I don't like I said I don't remember the dude's name, but uh, mm-hmm. I do remember that the big takeaway from his um, metric analysis was that nobody knows how to measure a player who played in 1897. Yeah. Um, but compared to the field, this guy was better than a lot of these other guys. So, Mike Trout just passed Larry Walker. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Larry Walker should be a Hall of Famer. Larry Walker was worth a shit ton of war. <laughs> uh, well, he's nearing ton. 70 career war right now, as I recall. Yeah, Larry Walker's at 68.7. That's a shit ton. And Mike Trout is at 68.8. Johnny Mize? I don't know who Johnny Mize is. He, let's see, when did he play? I don't know. Like I said, uh, I have no idea who this person is. He was born in 1913. He played in the 30s. Is this the dude? I don't know. Who cares? No, that's not the guy. I'm, that's not the guy <laughs> okay. I was talking about. Um, back to the finals. But we were talking sp- about the NBA finals yeah. today. <laughs> Did you know that? I forgot personally. I clearly didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to this, you'll find out. I didn't know that we were talking about that. Um, I so, talked about Brooke Lopez earlier. <laughs> not, again, not in the finals. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Um, so Kawhi Leonard, who is in the NBA finals, is currently in the process of suing Nike over his claw logo for his, uh, signature line. Yeah. Um, which I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than that I just think it's funny that Kawhi, since entering the league and being drafted by the Spurs and signing with Nike, is now actively beefing with both of those entities, like, mm-hmm. to just... Basically, tell San Antonio to go to hell, and then um, now telling Nike that they've stolen something from him and taking him to court over it. They kind of <laughs> did do it. They kind of. I believe stole it from that. Him. Like, I'm not questioning that. Is that I want to make that very clear. Like, okay. I buy that. I'm sure. Like, but it's just it's just amusing to me that this is the career track that Kawhi Leonard is on, especially given that he's the most soft, like least talkative. I won't say soft spoken, but least talkative dude. In the NBA. I think he's the least talkative dude, and he likes the least amount of attention, but he also mm. takes the least amount of bullshit. Mm. I think he's just one of those dudes that will just, like, just be like, call you out, and just yeah. not really give a shit, but also not say much else, ever. Yeah. Just, just a guy sitting at the bar, you say something, he goes, that's pretty fucked up, dude. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that was whatever. He's like, I'm done. I've, I've said my piece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I... I, I, it's kind of weird that, like, Nike did that in, like, a power move, right? Because they don't want him to go wear, like, what is it, like, New Balance or Adidas or somebody? Like, he's already on Adidas, I think. Oh, it's Adidas? Yeah. I he's thought... already on, he's already contracted with Adidas. What they're trying to retain is the Claw logo specifically. And that's what he's going after them about. I New Balance, New Balance actually made a uh, billboard for him in Oakland. Maybe it is New Balance then. It could be I New Balance. No I, don't, I actually don't I actually don't know who he's with. I just know that New Balance maybe New Balance is trying to woo him. Maybe Adidas New, but what they did was they made a, a billboard for him with a picture of him that says uh, like the king in the north is coming before the final started and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. I didn't know he was on New Balance." So that checks out though cuz he's Kawhi Leonard, right? <laughs> I just didn't know this was a market that New Balance was working with. Like I just sort of assumed they're like Hey, dads, do you mow? <laughs> <laughs> New balance mowers. Yeah. I, I have to, like, look up Kawhi Leonard New Balance now. <laughs> Does he have an actual contract with them, or are they just... Somehow I really doubt it. If Kawhi is signed to New Balance, that's weird. Although I guess um, Dwayne was signed to Converse for a while, right? Well, let's see. In 2018... Uh... He yeah, oh, Kawhi is apparently with New Balance. Huh? Yeah, it happened. Yeah, Kawhi is with New Balance. That's weird. I didn't. 
I didn't think he actually was. I just thought they were wooing him or something. I don't, I, I don't, this obviously is taking me very off guard. Like, I don't have no idea how to respond to that. No, no one would know. I mean, like, my, my whole experience with New Balance sneakers is, one, being a freshman in high school and buying them at Kohl's. Yeah. And, uh, two, making jokes about how dads wear them. Yeah. End of list. I think they also have uh, Miguel Cabrera is one of their uh, big guys. All right. Let's go, <laughs> okay. I, I just, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I just I just assumed it would be someone else, but maybe I have Darren Ravel brain. Um. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have Darren Ravel brain because I remember the branding shit. <laughs> I think that like, maybe I'm the problem here. <laughs> have we considered that? <laughs> Me knowing that is actually bad. <laughs> sure. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, but definitely. At what cost? Arguably. At what cost? <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> that I know about New Balance sneakers. Why does anyone know about New Balance sneakers? Oh, it's called uh, being washed. <laughs> 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 Which, I guess I am. That's We're all very washed we're here. We're very washed. We have a sports podcast. We're washed. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way it is in life. Every once in a while, I'll be around people I know, and they'll be talking to people I don't know, and they'll start talking about podcasts, and they'll be like, oh, I know this great sports cast. Sports podcast, you're like, oh, God, I have to leave the room. Oh, because they're <laughs> going to talk about yours? Yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah. no, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I just say thank you. Yeah. I just say thank you. That's my only for, move. Is like, oh, yeah, this. For, for recommending my podcast. And uh, uh, you should check it cool out. if you want to listen. <laughs> also, uh, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I, I'm very thankful for all of it. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, but, yeah. New Balance is for runners who shop at uh, department stores and dads. And Kawhi Leonard and Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the best at their respective sports. Well, uh, well, Miguel was. Miguel was, yeah. He was an excellent hitter Triple for a crowd winner. <laughs> hey, you were the one who was talking that down the other week. Okay, you're right. This is our whole metrics versus I was hating traditional. On the triple crown. You were you were a little bit. I wouldn't say you were hating on it. Well, I'll, 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 let me walk back my criticism. You weren't hating on it so much as you're saying it's not as important as like a lot of sports writers want to make it out to be. Yeah, it's the triple double yeah. of uh, of that. Yeah, <laughs> <Baseball>. <laughs> a lot rarer though. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still like the same kind of like eh, whatever. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe it's maybe it's like the averaging a triple double of baseball at this point. Yeah, of, I think it basketball. is really averaging yeah. a, a triple yeah. double. Or, yeah, because yeah. it's an end of season thing. Yeah, which like yeah, you know, Russell Westbrook has what two seasons straight averaging a triple double. Mm-hmm. Has not yet made it out of the first round of the playoffs in that time. Yeah. So, and meanwhile, the way that you win the triple crown is de- definitely you have to be one of the best hitters in baseball. You can't because you you have to win a batting title. Yeah. You have to have the highest uh, batting average in the league. And you have to hit a shit ton of home runs. So you have to at least do two things. It just show that you have plate discipline and you have power. But and you got to get a little lucky by having guys on base yeah. to drive them in. You have to have good teammates. Yeah. <laughs> so really, like, that's the component of the triple crown where I'm like, that's dumb. Yeah. You basically got lucky enough to have, like, Ian Kinsler on his team or yeah. some shit like that. Well, and like, this, I guess the season average triple-double is the same way. you got to make shots and get to the line in order to get the points. Yeah. You have to go get rebounds, even if it's just putting the fear of God in Enos Canner so he doesn't get in your way when you go get a rebound. <laughs> to ask politely to Steven <laughs> Adams, 
please let me get that rebound. And yeah. he'll be like, boy, mate, that's okay. <laughs> and then that's Fine. <laughs> and then you got to throw some assists and hope somebody makes some shots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hit Paul George a lot. <laughs> Paul, please wake this shot. He's like, I want to dribble a little bit. Please don't dribble. Yeah. Just shoot it. Come on. Please just Come on. shoot it. I need this. Come on. Come on. We're against the Grizzlies. We're going to win. We're going to win. Just shoot the ball when I pass it to you immediately. At least, I guess at least with RBIs in the Triple Crown you're talking about, like it is very productive to be on base and have somebody there to drive you in. Yeah. Like, you're doing something productive. You're, you're doing something like, good I guess, when you, you know, put the ball in play and someone's like in scoring position. And if someone gives you the ball and you take a shot and you make it, that is also productive. Yeah. But I would actually be very interested to see the uh, shooting percentage of Russell Wilson's... Or Russell... <laughs> I did it again. Russell Westbrook's teammates uh, on uh, passes he threw. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's got to be decent at it. Yeah, you would think so, right? I wish we could see if we had that that kind of metric. That would be an interesting... Actually, honestly, uh, shooting percentage on um, passes thrown to that end in a shot. Like, Mm -hmm. basically, attempted assists versus assists would be an interesting statistic to be able to access. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. But that's neither here nor there. Um so we got finals, we got Kawhi Sue's Nike. Are we ready to talk about the NFL? Yeah, let's do some NFL stuff. Um, it's mini camp season? <laughs> <laughs> well, the NFL, I guess, got us to talk about mini camps. Yeah. Well, they, stop, they won't stop yelling about them. Yeah. Because I think this is the first mandatory like team activity. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everything else prior to this point has been sort of, like, voluntary show-up-if-you-feel-like-it team stuff. Yeah. Are there any camps, like, do the stars still have to show up, or they show up and just not, they don't play? I don't think they do a lot. Like, okay. it's a bunch of drills and, like, like wearing Aaron playbooks and shit. Like, actually, like, put on pads. No, no, no. Nobody's... Like, he'll I don't show think, up and yeah. talk to some people. Honestly, I don't think anybody's really putting on pads, except maybe the rookies who are still trying to yeah. fight for, a, like, a roster spot. Aaron Rodgers' job is to show up and meet rookies and go, you're the guy that I'm not going to know in two months. (laughs) I'm Aaron Rodgers, and then the rookie is like, hi, Aaron, I'm... And then the coaches jump in, they're like, hey, put on your pads and go punch that guy in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Please hurt someone badly. (laughs) That's how we'll separate the weak from the strong. (laughs) Oh, the NFL's bad. Yeah, yeah, minicamps is like, it does like... ESPN and all of like those platforms really do go into like overdrive. Oh, they go crazy about it. Like yeah. a big story that I've seen, I wouldn't even say big, but a story I've seen reported on is like the uh, Browns coaches were getting a little worked up about Odell Odell Beckham not coming to the voluntary workouts, and now he's here at the involuntary workouts that he's yeah. re- required by his contract to be at, and they're like, well, he's kind of behind for not coming to the voluntary stuff. And there's like four pieces on this for yeah. no fucking reason. Well, it's just. They know that talking about um, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, like his work ethic and his personality, is going to get them hits because people like to question his work ethic and personality. And it's just, it's weird to me because he seems fine. He's one of the best receivers ever. Why are you trying to criticize like his, his process? It doesn't make, it makes no sense. And there was another article that ESPN ran today that was Odell Beckham being like, I'm really excited to be here and I'm excited to take this team to the playoffs. And it's very like, he's, he's like, 
it's really just an interview. He's like, I'm ready to put the work in. And the tone of it is like, it seems like he's ready to put the work in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You just spent the last week talking about how it's like, everyone's like, it doesn't seem like he's ready to put the work in. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) And then the... As soon as Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't show up to another camp or literally, or, or maybe doesn't do an interview, the next headline, Odell Beckham Jr., dickhead. <laughs> like, get it together, ESPN. Figure out, do you like this guy? Is he good? Is he bad? Is What is he? Yeah, you don't seem to have an actual opinion, just sort of a bunch of, you're just like a bunch of Twitter eggs being reactive. Yeah. Like, that's it. That is a lot of, uh, a lot of ESPN writing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you could write for ESPN right now by, like, searching for a topic and then just, like, reposting tweets in no particular order. Yeah. That's it. It's all. It's like if I just started, like, if I just Twitter searched a thing and just started reading everything out loud and I'd call that reporting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At Fuck Nozzle 420 says, Odell seems lazy. Yeah, let's actually, let's, let's run a test right now. If it doesn't work, I'll edit it out. Perfect. I'm going to go to Twitter and search Odell Beckham Jr. and just read shit off the top of the list. I love as it. As long as it's not offensive, because I don't want to read that. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. And we're searching it. Odell Beckham Jr., giddy about Brown's potential. I feel something in the air. All right. Thank you, Odell Beckham. Let's actually let's dive deeper into this. Let's get more, and we need more. We got to go to view all now. Come on, go to that content. Get me that sweet, sweet content. Okay, okay. Well, now it's. I want people. I don't want news. I want. I want latest. Let's go to latest here. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay. There's two people yelling at each other about Odell Beckham. (laughs) (laughs) One guy, bro, you're a Titans fan. You should be praying for Marcus Mariota right now. (laughs) I'm done. Okay. (laughs) Apparently, people are just fighting about this guy. Uh, Sounds right. Actually, so far this is very on brand. Yeah. I got ESPN article. Is Odell Beckham more important to the Browns than Marcus Mariota is to the Titans? Oh, that's where probably where that fight came from. <laughs> I think they were just like, like fishing. Like I don't know. I just made that up. I just made that. Oh, really? Fuck I up. thought you yeah. were like, okay. No, no. Just inventing shit over here. Well, that was a failed experiment. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got a funny joke out of it. You got it. <laughs> but literally every time we go to Twitter for content. Twitter just tells us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> and I think because there's no content there's, on Twitter. There's really not. There's really not. But like that's but so here's the thing is like we just roll over to Twitter for football content because we're thirsty for content and football is so thirsty to be content. It wants to be content. And this is here's my pivot now. Um, folks, so football thirst. He says Bill Barnwell, who I think is otherwise a really good writer, right? You familiar with him? He used to write for Grantland. He's been a football analyst yeah. for a long time. Um, Generally really good about, like, analyzing certain plays and talking about, like, what guys are good at, what they're not, all that sort of thing. He wrote an article that I shit you not is titled, The 233 Players Who Could Win MVP This Year. What? 233? (laughs) (laughs) Was he being, like, funny? I don't know. I have not figured that out. Um... Because the whole article is broken down into Hall of is basically like Hall of Fame quarterbacks, all like all pro quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, and then every other quarterback, and then like 
good running. Like, I don't know. It's like segmented by these weird positional groups. Oh my! And then he's like, much. here's my favorite from this category. And here's my least favorite from this category. It goes all the way down to kickers and punters. Like, it's a long fucking article. That's too much from freaking June. It's yeah. June five. I don't. I can't handle that kind of content <laughs> regarding the NFL. Where during it's the NBA finals right now. I don't have time for the NFL. Why is the NFL doing this to me? And I don't know. I well, actually, this I is do August know. August content. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see two hundred thirty-three players. By the way, that's a fucked up number, Bill. <laughs> narrow it down. It's, it's opening your goddamn job. Well, here's the thing: is opening paragraph is like I have narrowed it down to two hundred and thirty-three players who could win the MVP award. That's all the people in the league. <laughs> it's, it's solidly a quarter of. Them. That's like half of every, st- of every <laughs> starting squad. It's almost actually so thirty. What is it? Thirty-two teams in the NFL. Um, uh, twenty-two starters aside, it's yeah, it's half the starters in the league. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, Bill, I need you to narrow it down some more. Yeah, please. It's insane. This is all plus just it's MVP. Just pick a quarterback. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is all just like football being like talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is going to win most improved player? That's actually a conversation they have on NFL Network. <laughs> Who's going to win most improved player? It's like, I don't, let's take a bad player and say that he could be good. Yeah. And then there's so many of them because there's so many bad players. So then you're just basically picking bad players out your ass and saying, yeah. if he stops being slow and starts being fast, he might be good now. It's like, <laughs> what? Shut up. Stop. Please. Please. <laughs> Help me. Like, I'm... I kind of imagine if you turn on NBC at noon these days, you get Matthew Barry like, so let's talk about who the number six overall running back you could get in the third round would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because when you've you got you to start pointing out your fantasy team now if you want to win the $47 that are on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fantasy football is a whole different like, coverage industry level. It's Just insanity. The, the content that you see regarding <laughs> fantasy football and the, the stuff that I think people probably pay for, I don't know because I haven't paid for any of that shit because it's everywhere. <laughs> but I know that so much of it is pay content. Someone's got to be paying for it. Yeah. So they're paying to get in their league. They're paying to re- to research their league. And then they're losing all that money because <laughs> they're probably not going to win because they're following what a fantasy football analyst has to say. It's It's wild. Yeah. Football is what like there's so much content out there and all of it is like bullshit. Oh, it's all bullshit. I mean, because like they don't even have like solid metrics you can go by. So like because the nature of football is so is so random and like there's so many variables that like even talking about it to that level like it just seems absurd to me. It's weird. It's weird. So it's weird that fantasy football takes over so much of the discourse about football, particularly in the off season and the lead up to the preseason. And then probably even more during the preseason is guys are like, is this guy going to make the team? And what kind of impact is he really going to have? Is he worth your final round pick in order to take him away from somebody? Who's your sleeper this year? Yeah. Um, and it's weird that football as a whole just like keeps producing articles about like the second the fucking like season is over. It's like, here's the power rankings mm-hmm. for next year. Like, Vegas puts out it, the odds. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. And, like, dude, football, shut the fuck up. Do not talk to me until August. Yeah. Like, go away. Go away. Get get back to me when, like, at least the preseason starts. 
Yeah, at, at least. Yeah. You give me a week before preseason, and I'll maybe consider yeah. looking at football yeah. bullshit right now. So this, so and like what I'm getting at here is like sport thirst, right? Yeah, sport thirst, like the a desire by a sport to have everyone pay attention to it. And I want to differentiate this, and I think you know we can talk. We've talked about like the phenomenon of please like my sport before. Yeah. But like, I think thirsty sports and please like my sport are different things. And um, the difference is sports seeking coverage even when there's nothing happening, and um, teams uh, and uh, people who follow a sport just getting exci- trying to get you to be invested in their particular sport. And that's yeah. like that's the please like my sport aspect. Um. I don't know what you think about that exactly, but... Yeah, I mean, when you first talked about Sport Thirst, I'm like, oh, it's like... You mean, like, fans, like, going, hey, uh, you should watch UFC, and here's why. I'm like, I don't know, it seems kind of brutal and fucking weird to me, but... Okay, and, you know, UFC fans always want to tell me to watch UFC. Yeah. You know, like, like, or, like, wrestling fans always want to tell people to watch wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan who doesn't necessarily tell people to watch wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, I enjoy it. It's fine. But like, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about actual leagues who are just like, please pay attention. Me. Pay so attention good. to me. I'm so good. Yeah. I'm waving my hands towards my face. <laughs> just please. Just, I need attention now. Yeah. So I built a uh, really quick uh, eight sport ranking of sports thirst. Um, I didn't. I don't think I covered everything, not by a long shot, but I tried to throw it together. Throw it together real fast. Okay. Um, so thirstiest sports from most to least. Do we want to go? We do want to start least. Do you want to? Do we want to go? We want to go most or least? Yeah. Start. Can we open beers uh, before yeah, we do let's this? Do, let's do that. Yeah. Thank you. This segment should absolutely stay in the podcast. This thing? Yeah. I will. I left a lot of shit in this week's podcast. <laughs> Except for Ben Carson. Yeah, well, that Ben Carson had to get cut. There was, was no reason like, to leave that in there. There was a whole lot of there. Yeah, there was a whole lot to unpack there. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in the Ben Carson section. So the question: Do we want to go from least to most or most to least? Uh, least to most. Seems least fun. to most. Yeah. So the least. So, like I said, I have eight sports. Um, and at number eight, least thirsty, I have hockey. Because now okay. that hockey season is over, um, they're not really begging you to pay. Oh, wait, no, the Stanley Cup's still going on, right? Yeah, Stanley Cup's happening right now. Yeah, so then they don't even promote that shit. Like, hockey hockey doesn't sell itself to anybody but hockey fans. They're on <laughs> damn near premium cable. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, not even on basic cable. Yeah, it's in, yeah, hockey is not thirsty. They're, Not even kind. Their final airs on True TV. I don't yeah. think <laughs> a thing. Yeah. I haven't seen a commercial for the Stanley Cup ever. I think hockey mm. at this point knows that everyone who will watch hockey already watches hockey. Yeah, it's and over. If, yeah, like, and like, they're not they're not winning any new fans. And really, the only way to get people into professional hockey is to get them to a professional hockey yeah. game, and then you got to get them invested in the team, which is why they're so interested in expansion. Because that's their best market. Because live hockey fucking rules. Yeah, live hockey is the best. Yeah, but even if you don't like, even if you don't know what's happening, like going, if you don't know anything about baseball and go to a baseball game, you're just going to be confused and eat a hot dog and get drunk in the sun. Yeah. Um, but if you go to a live hockey game, you're going to be surrounded by diehards with a bunch of fast-paced action and people getting smoked while skating around, and, um, and it's if, just fun as hell. And if you don't know what's going on, 
It's still awesome. Yeah, still rad. It's really easy to figure it out. These guys are trying to get in the goal. Those guys are trying to get in that goal. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey, not thirsty. Doesn't care if you talk about it or not, because if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, you're not. And there's no reason to fight that battle. I mean, hockey should be a little more thirsty. And the way that they can go about addressing that thirst is, I don't know, maybe like trying to like scout for or develop more like players of color that would probably <laughs> help a lot because be they honest. don't it's a testament to how not thirsty they are they're like and eh, let's just keep it european yeah, and canadian it's like all right, seems uh, to work all right guys whatever Fair you want enough. to do man it's your sport yeah. it's up to you <laughs> it's like all right cool so at number seven i have golf yeah golf also doesn't give a shit well here's the thing about golf like you get like you there are four major tournaments in golf and if when it's coming up on one of them, you give golf a major tournament, and they're going to give you three weeks of commercials about Franklin Gorperbacker the third and why he's the favorite to win this time for no fucking reason. Yeah. Otherwise, they are very aware that the only person paying attention is named Alabaster Conroy Skullweed Investorson. <laughs> <laughs> I like that his job title at the end is is his name well you know he's an investor he's the son of an investor because his last name is investorson yeah yeah (laughs) these are the people who follow golf year round are like rich white dudes who like make their money by calling up a guy named mike and be like buy seventeen thousand shares of apple yeah they've got the libertarian market (laughs) cornered yeah that's it that's the only thing They, they don't give a fuck yeah you know like half of like golf thirst is like they put a commercial on for gear and dumbasses like me are like maybe a new putter would help me win twenty dollars off my friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Never works. Don't yeah. do that. Just use your old putter. Um, at number six, I have combat sports. So boxing and the UFC. Okay. Um, again, this is because they run a relatively niche market. Like combat sports fans are combat sports fans. Yeah. Now. It's what you said about UFC fans is very true. They're all and boxing fans too. They're always trying to get you to like give a shit about their sport. Mm-hmm. Except nobody ever will. But they're yeah. the fan. Please like my sport aspect is real strong. Yeah, that's the which story. is yeah. They're very strong in the please yeah. like my sport. Angle. Yeah, and these are connected. Like these are connected things. Like sport yeah. thirst and please like my sport are connected things, which is what pushes combat sports up there. But like boxing and the UFC more so are like really want to give like get you to give a shit about their champions like guys who have belts and like yeah. unifying belts and like they have these multiple belts and three guys are holding belts and mm-hmm. then and I don't really know what yeah. any of them are yeah. yeah and then I don't know and just to throw something like because I f- saw this on fucking ESPN, apparently one of the guys who had a bunch of these belts and was supposed to be an important champion got knocked out by a guy who didn't have any of those belts and wasn't an important champion, and now he has all the belts and nobody knows who the fuck he is. Yeah. So that's neat. I mean, the like one of the biggest like boxing like I guess fan movements where they like got a lot of of viewers in a short amount of time was just. Manny Pacquiao, and his thing was, "Hey, I'm Filipino, therefore all the Filipinos will watch." <laughs> yeah. That's literally it. Like that's like that. W- they got a big surge from that, and then Manny Pacquiao's not good anymore. So that's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's a shitload to unpack with the racial dynamics of boxing in particular and combat spo- combat sports as a whole. Yeah. That I don't think we really have time for right now. Although we might want to get into that at some point. Yeah, be that could be a, that could be a topic. <laughs> yeah, the whole idea of the Great White Hope. From like the 40s, which mm-hmm. yeesh. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they. 
But yeah, they really want you to give a shit about their title holders, except their title holders never stick around that long, and suddenly they got to find a new person to promote. Yeah, except Floyd Mayweather, and he's a terrible person. Yeah, so nobody like, likes him. He's yeah. unmarketable. <laughs> yeah. His marketing, the marketing tactic behind Floyd Mayweather is this guy's an asshole, but he's pretty good. Like it's like, and it's like, I think you're using the the word asshole a little like. I think there's a stronger word you could there's use. Definitely a stronger to describe word. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> it's probably just a terrible person. He's yeah. a he's generally a f- horrible, horrible man. He's a shitbird. Yeah, this is the main deal. Um, so number five, and this is a, Mer- a very American-centric ranking, and I acknowledge that. Because, that's where we're from. Yeah, but that's and that's why I put it here. But is soccer, um, and the re- soccer in um, the uh, European leagues is just this endless stream of transfer rumors about which big star is going to get bought by what club to do whatever, and like just constant stuff. Like there's a rumor it's like mill. The NBA. Yeah, yeah, pretty much <laughs> like this churning rumor mill at all times. And, um, it's, you know, like if you're in the U S you can pretty much tune that shit out. Like you don't have to pay attention to any of it until the fields that like the teams are actually set yeah. and like they're actually playing games. Yeah. That's what so, I do. Yeah. That's what everybody does. <laughs> but the um, rest of the world, yeah, the rest of the world's really invested in it. Yeah. And like the, uh, segment of the U S population that is, pays a lot of attention to those things. is also really into it and you know, fine, whatever, you know, yeah. the end of your sports. I, I'm all for that. Um, but if you can't, if you do live in the United States, and more importantly, if you live in a city that has an MLS franchise, you cannot get away from the fucking people running around wearing goddamn scarves that say, like, Sporting Kansas City, or, like, fucking Real Salt Lake, or <laughs> what the Salt fuck Lake. ever, and, like, just <laughs> shut up, man. Like, this is, like, and this is, again, really important to, like, the please like my sport and the thirst interconnectivity, because that... The please like my sport of MLS fans is so intense that it just... Especially in this yeah, city. just jumps them right up there. Especially in yeah. this city. Yeah, right here. I moved to this city thinking, oh, I might, I could be a Sounders fan. Yeah. And then I met Sounders fans. So they're like, isn't it great? Oh, you should go. We have to go. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Sounders are so good. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, actually, you know what? I'm going to pass on MLS. <laughs> like, I think I'm good now. I think I'm good with all the sports that I watch. So I was introduced to uh, like professional soccer by a roommate of mine, like, I don't know, some, like probably five years ago or so at this point. Um, and she was a big, uh, Manchester United fan. And we like, I would on, uh, game days, I wake, you know, I'd wake up and I'd be trying to make breakfast and there'd be, uh, premier league soccer on. I sit down and watch it. It was fun. Like it was, yeah. it was really good. Premier like, league is cool. Really exciting. I'd watch, like I would, uh, have days off on, um, during the week and there would be like Bundesliga reruns on and I watched those. It was really fun. And then I got invited to watch a Sounders playoff game at a bar. And I went down there, and it's packed with people who are super pumped. Which bar was it? It was, uh, what's it called? Uh, For the Seattle listeners. <laughs> to that? set the mood. What is that joint called? I'd have to, I'm, I'm going to look Street? it up. It's on, uh, it's in Fremont. It's on, uh, 34th, um... Oh, the Georgian shit. Dragon. Yes, the okay, Georgian yes. Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> I know of that place. Yeah, so I went to the Georgian Dragon, and uh, it's packed. Like the place is full to the fucking yeah. brim with people, and the game starts. And the only thing I have seen of professional soccer to this point, again, is Premier League and Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the first couple minutes of this game. I remember my first thought was, "Is this game in slow motion?" <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not good, man. It's just less good than... <laughs> it's just way less good. Way less. This is why, like, you get these uh, cast-offs from uh, the Premier League and every other European league that show up here and suddenly they're superstars again. Yeah. Like, it happens all the time, and if you don't know it, then clearly you don't pay that much attention to soccer. Like when Beckham came <laughs> yeah. to the Galaxy yeah. yep. to sell tickets yeah. and to live in L.A. because that's where he wanted to live. Yeah. Well, like, and like Wayne Rooney is over here now, who was a legitimately is great. He really? Yeah, he was a I legitimately great no European player. Clue that Wayne Rooney plays in the United States, right? Dude, who does he play for? I forget. I I honestly don't remember. That's um, wild. But he's here, and he's like legitimately one of the better players in the MLS. But he's only here because. In uh, England, basically, everyone's like, nah, like you can't cut it in the Premier League anymore. And literally everyone else is Europe, in Europe was like, no, we're good. So here he is now. Oh, he plays for DC. DC? Gross. Um, anything from DC is clearly disgusting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, there's got to be a sports team from DC that's been... No, the, their NFL team is trash. Uh, the Nationals are butt. Uh I mean, they should just go back to being the Expos. Get yeah. the fuck out of there. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, there's nothing they're, there. Their basketball team the has Wizards White should, Howard on it. So. The Wizards should move back to Baltimore, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so what you get here now is just a bunch of people who pretend that they have a rich tradition of soccer history and or hooliganism. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just... Yeah. That's, like, what I got from it yeah. is, like, a lot of Seattle people love to be european yeah like <laughs> they love to be like they they want to be european yeah. they show up and they're like would you like to join a firm and you're like you're from renton dude <laughs> <laughs> oh the firm though it's, it's a supporters union you're like shut the fuck up mike <laughs> mike from tuckwilla <laughs> calm down anyway number four <laughs> number four is basketball um the league itself doesn't do that much during the off season to like draw attention to itself. There'll be like summer league stuff for well, the uh, draft so picks. Fast. Like yeah. their, their free agency period just ends. Yeah, it's really really because quick. of all the tampering. They already know where they're yeah. gonna Every, go. Everything gets handled right away. <laughs> um, but the uh, players, on the other hand, do nothing but insult each other and like dig at each other on social media for the entire season. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. But I also and I wonder how much of it is uh directed to like keeping people engaged with their brand cuz basketball encourages these guys to build a brand, so they do. And yeah. I think part of that is in the off season you're like I'm a beef with this guy now. Yeah. So like there's definitely an amount of like attention thirst there because that's important to accomplishing that goal. No, for so. sure. That's a real, real thing. Yeah, uh, no, no. With, yeah. with, yeah, player beefing, um, just Kevin Durant, all his off-season antics on, on social media, as we've, as we've talked about last, not last week, but the last episode. Yeah, we, yeah. There's a lot of that, and that is basically, please watch my sport mm -hmm. from the players themselves. Yeah, which is, which again, coming, thirst. Yeah, coming from inside the sport in particular, that's thirst. That Straight is up. technically thirst. thirst. That is what that is the definition of thirst. Look at me is definitely the definition of thirst. <laughs> um, at number three, I have college football because college football likes to make a big fucking ordeal out of signing day, where teenagers put on a hat. Yeah, and they dude, put that's all of it on weird, ESPN. Man. Yeah, 
And like, and then you get these rundowns of like Ohio State has four five-star commits, whereas Notre Dame has three four-star commits and a five-star commit. Who really won out in the end? It's hard to say with the upside of Michael Johnson, the thirteenth. Yeah, they're all just yeah. out there trying yeah. to recruit sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. It's really weird <laughs> <laughs> to make their life decisions that will affect yeah. them forever. Meanwhile, it's May. And uh, no one has been paying attention for some time. Everyone's just arguing with each other about who's going to have the best shot at losing to Alabama next year. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fucking stupid. It's just all fucking stupid because we all know it's going to be Clemson and Alabama in the game in the title game again next year, and they're all just everyone wants to go to pay attention to each other. And bowl season is thirsty. Yeah. Who said all these guys need to be in fucking championship games? Why do they need to be fighting for something? Who gives a stupid? Shit, this, this team went six and five and you're putting them on <laughs> national television against some one double A team. You're like, I don't know these guys, I guess. Welcome to the LaCroix Carbonation Bowl. Brought to you <laughs> by Deschutes. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us, both of you. I drink LaCroix, I drink Deschutes, mmm, so we're refreshing. Quite, we're literally doing both of those things right now. <laughs> well, the, we haven't opened any LaCroix yet, but... I will. <laughs> we're about to. Once I get done drinking all this beer, I'm going to need some hydration. <laughs> That's where LaCroix comes in. It still doesn't taste like the thing it says. If it says Pamplemousse, which I don't know what the fuck that is. It's French for grapefruit. Cool. <laughs> certainly doesn't taste like the anything, but you know what? It hydrates me. Essence of Pamplemousse. <laughs> LaCroix is literally for when my soda stream tank runs empty. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't have time to go get a new soda stream CO2 tank, so I just buy LaCroix. It's soda water. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's got bubbles. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, fuck college football. Yeah. And they do Bowl like season is thirsty. And then they do like the uh like Oklahoma will do like the red versus white game where like they just take half the team and put them in white and the other half and put them in red and they're like, We're gonna have a scrimmage and then eighty thousand people show up. <laughs> <laughs> college football fans are so dumb. <laughs> you shut up to a practice. You're so stupid. You pay money for that. I hate you. I hate you so much, college football. All college so football fans, don't stupid. think I don't hate you too, college football fans. I do hate you. You're all you're I all do clearly you. fucking you like morons. Dumb stuff. Please get better hobbies. <laughs> That's the meanest I'm gonna be to any fan in this whole list. Is college football fans get a better hobby? I used to like college football, then I stopped because it's gross. It's not good. It's professional football, yeah. but worse and fluke. Yeah. Well, it is flukier, which makes it better in some ways. But yeah, yeah, no, fuck it. At number two, I have baseball. Oh yeah, these. This is like the OG of off-season thirst. They are the inventor and the also ignorer of the hot stove. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trademark. <laughs> the inventor and ignorer of the hot stove is perfect. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> describes what baseball does yeah. once November starts. <laughs> it's hot stove season. We're not signing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot stove season. Pay attention to all these signings that definitely aren't going to happen until <laughs> April. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, you have this long season where everybody's just, rep- especially in the summer, there's no other actual sports going on. Like, Why doesn't baseball talk about baseball during the season? Why do they wait until it's over? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For most of like the wild like news to go down, it it's takes wild. so long. 
Like, the biggest events in the MLB are opening day, yeah. the All-Star Game, the trade deadline, and the playoffs and World Series. Yeah. It's those four things. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else, nothing else happens during, uh, during the baseball season. But in the offseason, they want you to care about it a lot. It's only 259 days until pitchers and catchers report. Yeah. And, and they drag out their fucking award seasons. We talked about this on this podcast, but oh my god, it's insufferable. Yeah, you told me they now have finalists for every award. They have short lists. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. have the short list and the long list for oh gold gloves. Oh my god. For gold gloves. Why? For gold gloves. It's not even MVPs. I'm so dumb. And MVP, you know who wins the MVP now because you just look at war totals. <laughs> It's literally how it works. Because <laughs> I mean, this a, guy had the most, so I got him. I guess. Fangraphs <laughs> has done such an amazing job of creating a metric that basically encompasses everything a player does, and it's a bottom line one number stat. And you just look at it and go, "Oh, the highest number is better." Mike Trout wins the MVP. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, everyone else. <laughs> you don't even need it. Just release the who wins the fucking MVP the day after the season ends, like the NFL does, because they have no shame. <laughs> they don't care about anything. <laughs> Here, there you go. Yeah, actually, and we'll be so thirsty. That brings us to number one, which is NFL football, the thirstiest sport, the thirstiest, because they refuse to shut the fuck up. Their off-season is the longest of any, and yet it's just endless micro-events here and there. Like, little reports about where somebody might sign once free agency free opens agency up. in March. And yeah. then you have, like, the combine, and then the draft, and then you have OTAs, and then you have mm. mini-camps, and then you have, the, then you have uh, actual training camp, and then you have and the preseason. You have all this bullshit that's constantly going on. End, in, 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 like, the third week of preseason cuts, and then the fourth week of preseason cuts are a big yeah. thing. What's mm. the most insufferable one of those little uh, seasons in the NFL? Oh, season? it's always draft season. Draft? Because yeah. it's of Mel Kuyper. <laughs> yeah. But here's, but here's the other terrible thing. terrible head of hair. Yeah. But here's the other thing, is that even in season, the NFL has one game a week, right? Which is part of the appeal, is that you have football day, right? Except the other six days a week, they find a way to make you just give a shit about every microscopic thing a football team does. Like, the release of the injury report, report on Wednesday. I hate that. Yeah. Like, oh, the, injur- the injury reports are due out tomorrow. So, pay yeah. close attention. Scott Van Pelt <laughs> is going to have a lot to say about next week's injury report. <laughs> Fucking, then they have pressers on like two days a week when everyone's got to report on those. And then there's the injury update on Saturday before game day and everyone's got to report on that. It's just, (laughs) it's this endless new, it's always something. If there's one thing they've done very effectively, it's um, monetize the 24 hour news cycle. No, they really have. Yeah, because there's always, like, they've figured out a way to make sure there's always some sort of NFL news to report on. Yeah. And it just pervades your consciousness, and all you can think about is, what if Tavon Diggs doesn't totally come back from his Achilles contusion in time to play the Toronto Bullets? Yeah. The most minuscule, ridiculous things are events for them and count down to the 280 players that <laughs> might win most valuable player in 2020. Did you watch the draft this year? It took 
45 minutes for them to announce the first pick. I know. I had to sit through that because I was trying to wait for the second pick where the Niners took took a Nazi. <laughs> Just immediately. They didn't even they didn't even take up their time. They're like, the pick is in. We want the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> like, these motherfuckers show up every week and they're like, so, it turns out Tom Brady is probable with soreness. <laughs> no shit, he's a football player. <laughs> Everyone's probable with soreness. And then Ray Rice punches his girlfriend in an elevator and like, well, cut him. Everyone not look at that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Behind the curtain. Right, yeah. <laughs> cool. Good play, work, everybody. A, player, a, a former player dies uh, because of their head injuries. Yeah. <laughs> because of something that occurred after, yeah. And they're like, nope, 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 don't pay attention to that. OTAs, OTAs, OTAs. Please look at the OTAs. Look, they're so good. Oh, my God. Michael Crabtree might make a squad this year. What do you think about Michael Crabtree possibly making the um, Atlanta Falcons this year? Ooh, I'm so intrigued. No, you're I not. Think... No one cares. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want you to talk about. And they don't want you to talk about all the things that actually does matter. Because, I mean, the NFL has so much stuff that you can talk about. Tons of it. Yeah. It's just they only want you to talk about, you know, 60% of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the NFL being number one ranked in Thirst is that they're also, like, last in Thirst, too. Because they're uh, a league that actively shits on so many people. <laughs> like, their own players, um, their fans, uh, every person of color. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Very directly and, uh, and aggressively. They, and... Yet they're still the thirstiest because the, just their content level is so out there. The Anywho, NFL is the thirstiest. Fuck the NFL. Fuck the NFL to hell. So, this has been All Sports Are Bad, episode 22. That is. I am at Patrick JCS. I am at Wildly Pointless. You can tweet at us at All Sports Are Bad. You can listen to us on the thing you're listening to us right now. Yeah, probably. I imagine you probably know what that is. Let's get into the ad space thing. Hey. We don't have a price structure, but we can talk about it. Yeah, just what, how, how much money game. you got. Yeah. You can give us that amount of money. Just whatever you have. <laughs> whatever you want to give us. <laughs> or, you know, whatever you got. I mean, it is a buyer's market right now. It's true. <laughs> as, far it's as, true. Our, as far as our time goes. I don't think anybody wants this our ad space name, This is a name your price type of situation. Um, but yeah, we're selling ad space. Uh, once again, hit us up. Email. Uh, uh, tweet at us. DM. Whichever way you want to get a hold of us. Twitter's probably the easiest, to yeah. be very honest. Yeah, knowing me, yeah. 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 Look at my Twitter right now. <laughs> I saw you. Watch you do that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, who am I going to apologize to? Who Was I just... Sorry, Brooke Lopez. I mean... You're not actually in the finals. He is not. He is not. Yeah. I'm sorry for him for that more than anything else. Not anything you said about it. I'm just sorry he doesn't get to be in the NBA Finals. Because I'd much rather watch Giannis and Brooke Lopez do weird stuff. They, they are fun. They are fun. They are a pretty pretty great team. Also, Chris Middleton is there. Chris Middleton's there. Um, former Rookie of the Year, Michael Brogdon is there. <laughs> okay. FYI, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016 Rookie of the Year. No one remembers that except for me. <laughs> Clearly not, because I had no idea. That's who won this 16 rookie of the year. Yeah, correct. Um, dear St. Louis, please beat the Bruins. Okay. I cannot. I cannot live with the world if Boston gets another fucking title 
They can't even appreciate it anymore. They don't even know what to do with yeah, it. It's like we deserve. I deserve this. I yeah. earned this. It's like the Bay Area. They yeah. just don't fucking, fucking value titles anymore. It's just like they have so many. Fucking Mikey from <laughs> Southie is just sitting there like I earned it. I'm the st- I I won the Stanley Cup myself. <laughs> I was Southie. down. I was down. I was down at St. Mike's drinking, and you know that's how we won because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> It's Southie a place in like New England. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's actually a neighborhood in Boston. South Boston, like yeah, I think, so, I think so. Yeah, that's I pretty. Honestly, funny. don't know. It sounds like it does sound like a place that they'd go to in um, a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie. You know, it's funny. Our original, or one of them is a genius. <laughs> one of the original ideas we had for this podcast was. Um, uh, the uh, good coast or something like that where we would only report on west coast teams and pretend that everything like east of the mississippi was like a minor league franchise yeah and we still sort of do that we do do it (laughs) yeah we just do it passively yeah yeah i like this like because we can because what if someone from the east coast does something actually noteworthy and we're like fuck (laughs) we ignore it are we dicks if we ignore the incredibly racist scandal that just happened in new york and we what if we what if we go on the air and go, No, that's dumb, it didn't happen. And it's like, well that's just offensive. <laughs> like, we can't do we can't do that. Like, did this sports podcast just not address the most racist thing that ever happened in the history of Baltimore sports because it was in Baltimore? Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where it's like, eh, we could have done it for one episode. Maybe one episode a year, we'll only talk about West Coast stuff. I'm into it. Yeah, into and, and we'll treat everyone that. else like it's garbage. Yeah, we might we might pull that out one of these days. We've done theme episodes before; it could work. Yeah. Anyway, good night, everybody. Bye, internet. See ya.